the IBM Cloud Podcast, coming to you every show with information about new capabilities and releases. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the IBM Cloud Podcast. We are hosts from the offerings team here at IBM Cloud. My name is Ian Lynch. And this is Steve Choquette. And today we have as our guest, James Moore. And James is an offering manager with the IBM Cloud team. Hey James, glad to have you. Hey Steve, hey Ian. Yeah, welcome to the show, buddy. So James. Yeah, thanks. thanks for having me. Well, James, you probably won't say that to me now in a few minutes because I've got a few difficult <laughs> questions for you today, right? So oh, we're here today to talk about, basically we're here to talk about outages and, you know, when things go down, people go, oh my God, I can't turn on my lights because something's happened. And But it goes beyond that, right? Um, so we know when big high profile companies go down and there's a problem with their, basically with their IT infrastructure, like we've known when Slack goes down or if Netflix in Europe went down or hey, even when Alexa's down or something's going on with Amazon, people... You know, probably can't turn on and off their lights or order their, I don't know, laundry detergents or whatever they do using Alexa. But <laughs> anyway, the point is, James, that right, these things happen a lot. Well, not a lot, but when they happen, they really seem to happen, right? So what typical major outages have we seen and what's kind of been that scene in the last, I guess, year to a, two years? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can go in any uh, Google any any given day, you know, noteworthy outages and a whole bunch of new ones come up. Right. And yeah. so whether they make the headlines or not, they're they're getting noticed by a lot of users. Um, and when you, you know it makes the headlines and it's part of the news, you're you know, things are really bad. And for every one of those that that we see as users, there are thousands of mini outages or or slowdowns. Right. Slow is the new down. Um, and so those things are happening constantly. They're happening all the time. And the companies that have, uh, which is almost every company now, anyone that's invested in uh, doing uh, business through applications or you know relying on applications for conducting what they do day in and day out, uh, especially if they're customer facing. I mean, it's just it, there's just constant work to make sure that they're running properly and and when they do go down that they're restoring service fast um, not everything um, can be done from you know by software and, and in an automated way a lot of it has to be the people that have to actually get involved and and fix things because a lot of times it's it's the people that are causing the problems anyway so james but yeah that basically yeah. a lot has to happen in the background is what you're saying and it's not just really what we see on the forefront right so let's talk about a typical outage right so the problem is today right if i'm a user of an application or using a web app or whether it's a mobile app if it goes down if it's something new I'm going to delete it, right? I'm, I'm not going to come back to it. So we're constantly pushing to make sure that these things don't happen. But what's, what's, what is a typical outage? What does a typical outage look like? Is everyone running around pulling in their hair and going, oh, my God, we're down. What happens? Yeah, they are. And they, they create these war rooms, right, where everybody gets on and points the finger at each other. And that's been going on for decades. But nowadays, a lot of things will will get automatically responded to in one in one form or another, depending on, on the company. Um, and that sometimes even leads to more compounded problems. Uh, ultimately, it comes down to uh, figuring out, you know, doing some immediate root cause analysis. And that's in, in the thick of the firefighting fight, right? And trying to understand, all right, what caused all this? What do we need to do to make sure we restore service fast? So they are running around in that aspect. Um, and, and just to try to make sure that there's a, a little or no effect or impact to the end users is the main goal in that when you're in that situation. 
but if it keeps happening, of course, that means something's going wrong somewhere. And it could be anywhere in the whole DevOps lifecycle. It could be uh, something that changes in, you know, in multiple areas in, in the infrastructure itself, if, they, if you're managing your own infrastructure. And if you're dependent on someone else's infrastructure, there could be a lot of things you just can't see that you're relying on. So the more you can be monitoring effectively and understanding when things go do wrong, understanding what's real, what's duplicate, what's just noise and false alarms, you know, being able to sift through that in a real automated, uh, efficient way is really the key. Well, you know, it's, it's funny, Ian and I were talking earlier about uh, the blue screen of death and how when we had the, those uh, old Windows systems, you used to just reboot. Everybody knew that. You Control-Alt-Delete became you know, a famous phrase, or you just turned it off and on. In fact, you try, right. I tried other things, and it doesn't even work. But when there's a, an outage like some of them that Ian mentioned, it seems to me that um, you know, there's both social and fi financial fallout. I mean, I saw a couple stats. Once at a, uh, when a telecom had an outage, it was it cost all the telecom carriers like seven hundred billion dollars a year, and then you know the re, the airlines have struggled. I don't. I guess it was probably a couple months ago at this point, and there was like a five hour outage, and they tagged it at one hundred and fifty million. And so you know, as some wise scholar said, a billion here, a billion there, and soon it's real money. Um, you know, those things are pretty pretty rough on a company. No, absolutely. Uh, you know, they the and and there's there's all the opportunity costs, all the different things that are associated with it. That who knows how they really calculate all that, but it's definitely there. It's no no question. Uh, it's a matter of how efficient you are trying to stay ahead of it, right? And and if you plan for things to go wrong, then then you know that okay, we've got this as much as you possibly can, right? Nobody can predict uh, all the things that could happen. But for the things that you can control and for handling, you know, if, if you're super reliant, uh, as most companies are, on, on uh, key applications, on the services that support them, on the infrastructure, there, there, are, there are very sophisticated procedures and a lot of different methods that people have used over the years to, to keep ahead of it. Um, and so you're, you're seeing people, you're seeing these headlines and you're seeing those costs that you talked about, Steve, in, you know, despite the, the efforts to keep ahead of it. And so it's this kind of on, ongoing battle. And that's where the, the, if you can get, um, you know, the, the noisy everyday little stuff, uh, you know, to the point where it's not taking your time, it's not taking your attention then you know you're, what you are focusing on and how you are spending your time and your attention. It's really on the important ones that are going to make those headlines. So, so you say, James, that they're trying to get ahead of what they're actually, get ahead of these slowdowns or outages, but what exactly are they doing, right? We see all these cartoons and caricatures where the CIO is like a gun to his head because, hey, we're down for three minutes. If you pull the trigger <laughs> if you're down on the right. fort. So like, what are they doing to get ahead of all this? Yeah, so if if they're... Most companies are doing some sort of monitoring, and there's all kinds of different ways to do that. Uh, we help a lot of companies with that, of course. And so they're looking at different parts of the stack that really has to support uh, different parts of the modern-day platforms that, that support these applications and these services. Uh, so those send off alarm bells, right? And they, depending on what the status of things is, they, they may get uh, one or two alarms, depending on how severe it is, or they may get hundreds or even thousands if it's a really big company 
And those could all happen, you know, when it rains or pours, right? It could, it could all happen all at once. And so trying to chase each one is just, you know, if in certain situations, it's not possible. It's not physically possible. So you have to have a way of automating and turning through that and really getting the noise out of there because there is a lot of noise. Um, and the, sometimes it's a, it's like, uh, you know, double-edged sword. The more efficient you are and the more coverage you have from your monitoring, the more trouble it becomes when things go really, really bad because then all of a sudden everybody's throwing up alarms. So then they have to really sift through that and find out, all right, which one of these is going to cause that headline problem, right? Which one of these is going to cost us a lot of money if we don't get tend to it right away? What, how, what kind of user impact are things going to have? And just to go through all that uh, manually is just is not going to happen, right? So that's where we help a lot of companies get through that and use the right tools in the right places so that they, they do focus their people's attention where it really needs to be. Cool. No, that makes sense. Um, I have a couple more questions here, uh, kind of in that space. So uh, we talked to some folks. In fact, the other day, I think we talked to Kevin Myers and and we had a stat in there that said that the, um, you know, the average enterprise has like five different clouds and they come from different vendors. And um, so, you know, I, I, the first question, and I'll, I'll just say these both together here. But the first question is, you know, how much harder is it when you're talking about multiple clouds, especially if it's running a single workload? And then the second one really, you know, since I'm the Watson guy, I have to ask is that our company is using more, more predicting, uh, to, you know, using things like machine learning and going deeper than just straight up analytics to get ahead of this. Oh yeah, definitely. So, you know, the, the when multi, multiple clouds are involved, which is more and more common, of course, that getting your arms and getting uh, uh, an in level insight around all of that is key, right? And treating it as one big set of uh, services and, and apps, right? Rather than having them all just completely independent <laughs> of each other. Um, so, and that that's another area where, you know, if sometimes uh, the more complex your situation is, you know, it could compound that, that, that effect that we were talking about where you have all these alarms hitting you all at once. Um, and a lot of times they'll be managed a little bit differently and there's not a lot of consistency and that adds to the confusion. Um, and, you know, and it's another situation where you have a lot of unstructured data coming at you or a lot of uh, you're, you're trying to um, learn from the, the activity that's happening. Uh, so some of that that does come into effect when, you know, there's fires flaring up everywhere and you got to put them out. But it definitely comes into, you know, into the play when you're trying to figure out, all right, why does this fire keep happening? Right. Uh, we keep putting it out, but we can't just keep doing that. Where, where are things going wrong consistently? What are the trends? And what should we be doing differently to keep that from happening? And so all that kind of comes into the mix into a full cycle. So whether you're putting out fires in a restore, restoration, you know, restore service, reactive mode, or whether you're trying to learn from what's going on and make more improvements over time, all that stuff factors in, Steve. So James, you said at the beginning it's more now about the slowdown. Well, it's not more about the slowdown. It's it's today it's about the slowdown as well as the outage. So before we all lose our jobs, I guess, what what are we doing in that <laughs> space? What is IBM doing or what is IBM Cloud doing to help clients who are running either multi-cloud or single cloud environments or even private cloud environments to, to battle this and get ahead of it? 
Yeah, so we're we're helping people get to that point where they're not getting distracted by false alarms. They're not they're not having their people spend time where they shouldn't be. Uh, so we have uh, a different set of tools uh, in our event management area and in our whole operations management suite, where we're helping people uh, automatically uh, filter those those events by correlating them in a in a way that makes sense. Uh, prioritizing them into the context of an actionable incident, and then, and then providing that information to the right people at at the right time. So it's usually immediately, but you don't want to inundate people with spam, right? Otherwise, you get saturated. So you got to do that with some intelligence behind it. And I've already filtered out all the junk, so they're not wasting their time there. But then provide them some guidance. So what do we do if it's three o'clock in the morning and there is one of these massive headline uh, making outages? Or even a slowdown that's going to really disrupt things. You know, uh, it could it it could be that you may not have the right coverage at that time. But if you give them guidance, they could at least get things restored quickly, and then you deal with the the fundamentals of the problem later. Uh, so with our cloud event management solution, we we provide all that in a real automated way, uh, and it works with a, the broader set of the of the IBM suite. So if you're adopting IBM Cloud Private. You can use it to manage your manage the uh, events that are going to be coming from from Kubernetes and, and Prometheus and the Elk stack and and uh, be able to turn through those real fast without having to go through each one of them. And then if you're 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 looking at a broader scope, it can correlate all the different pieces that might make up that application or service, or it might make up the dependencies that that application and service um, are dependent on. And you can see the bigger picture, right? So you're not just looking at things piecemeal and in silos. You're looking at it all together. I um, have one more question before uh, we finish up here, James. Uh, where would I find more information about this? So you talked to us about the Cloud Event Manager and you know what IBM does in that space. How could I learn more? Yeah, so the IBM Marketplace uh, is a good place. Um, there's a cloud event management site on on the, on Marketplace. Uh, it's real easy to um, see some demos and see some uh, get an idea of what it's all about. It's also real easy to start a trial. And we encourage everybody to do that. You can get a free 60-day trial and start using it hands-on like you would in production. And that's the best way to really learn about what it can do and how it can help you. So James, I guess for me, You've scared me enough into thinking that if I have an outage or a slowdown in any application that I'm using from today onwards, that straight away within a couple of minutes, I'm going to delete the application because I'll know that they're not using IBM Cloud Event Manager, right? <laughs> That's a good assumption, yeah. I'll just stick with it. I'll just assume everyone should be using it. Well, to be honest, they should be using something of that, 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 that caliber or scale because it's super important. And it's basically like outage cost, as Steve says, from anywhere from a cent to billions of dollars per second or per minute, right? So it's super important. But James, thank you so much for coming on the show today, for informing us, for telling us about the new product that we've brought to market as well. So for myself and Steve as well, guys, thanks for joining in. See you next time on the IBM Cloud Podcast. <laughs>